Well, thanks everybody for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, also known as Naylor Taliaferro. Um, I'm here joined at, at Mulchmate headquarters here in close to Baltimore, Maryland, I guess technically Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm joined here with Sam and Kyle. Sam, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, first, I just want to say thanks to Naylor for uh, putting this on for us, getting us on here. My name is Sam Norris, uh, owner-operator of Progressive Lawn Service out of Waldorf, about an hour, about an hour, five minutes south here of the uh, Glen Burnie, Baltimore area. Um, been in the business now for approximately, uh, this will be my uh, third season, I'm sorry, fourth maybe, going into, and uh, you know, I, st- I still consider myself uh, new to the entire industry, really. And I do not do uh, landscaping full-time. It would be nice eventually to go full-time. But full-time, I work for my uh, local sheriff's office in the county. I'm a correctional officer. Uh, this year is actually going to be 10 years on the job for me. And I, I, I love listening to all these podcasts, listening to everybody on here, and uh, just sharing all their info and insights into this industry, into this business. I think it's really, really beneficial for everybody that listens to this. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Absolutely, man. And I feel like I'm going to be a bit of a letdown after that one. <laughs> uh, Kyle Parks with Scarred Oak Landscaping here in Lithica, Maryland. We service from the Annapolis to the northern Howard County regions in Maryland. Um, been in operation for three years now, and we're looking to go for our next year. Uh, looking for some upgrades this coming spring. Just telling Naylor we're coming up on hopefully getting a F-450 dump truck here soon, hopefully next week. So hopefully that happens. And nice. That's you'll awesome. see pictures of it. So. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, we do a little bit of everything, mainly softscapes, I guess you would say, as Brian calls it, the mulchings, the tree trimmings or shrub trimmings, things like that. Um, I don't get into hardscapes or anything just yet, um, but I'm also looking into getting into land clearing. Awesome. So super excited about all that. Yeah, I heard you off off air talking to Nick about that. Um, it, it's interesting that once you get into this business, everyone kind of starts to branch off a little bit and kind of find like their own little niche, whether it be like, you know, like chemicals and turf and people really mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of geek out on that science of all that. And they, you know, just really loving all how to make the grass to be the best, you know, like you become like a chemist or whatever. <laughs> and then you've got like the, the hardscapers out there. Like I really want to just build patios and, and, and pertaining walls and you have landscapers or land clearing forestry mulching, like that kind of stuff. I've heard a bunch of that. Some, some local guys I know want to get into that. Um, another local guy that's not really on social media, but I've gotten to know him because of social media, he wants to get into, or he already did get into tree work. You know, he like really loves trees and you know, he's like, if I could just, if I could just suck up leaves and cut down trees, you know, 24 seven, I'd be good, you know, yeah. and, and, and not like he, you know, so it's not, not everything isn't for everyone, right? Not everyone wants to mow lawns. I love mowing lawns, but not everybody loves landscaping or trees or, you know, so there's different things for everyone. So, exactly. you know, and, and, and I feel like everyone kind of starts out, you kind of dabble in a little bit of everything until you really figure it out, unless you just really, you know, maybe you grew up with it or something, you have your heart set on it. And I know uh, some folks like that, like, um, um, you know, Casey Turner, like he, he, he's a uh, Turner's lawn yeah. care, you know, down in North Carolina there. He's, it was in his blood, like in his family, his right. dad had the business. Now he has the business and, you know, he's just been, been doing it. So it all depends everyone's origin story, but it's, it's cool how you, you kind of find your little niche or, or big niche in some cases yeah. <laughs> and you work your way Absolutely. out on that. Yeah. And um, I'm actually here also while we're talking, they're installing Truckmate. So, um, you know, I'm one of the chosen few to, uh, to, <laughs> to, to get, give it a whirl. And uh, I, I, I saw the potential with Truckmate. Um, like immediately, uh, I know probably a lot of people kind of did too, maybe, but then they were just like, how practical really is that? You know, but I think with my setup and my type of accounts, I think it will work really well. And there's a lot of people like that and they might not really, like I was telling Nick, I, I don't know if those people even know that Truckmate exists or that they really thought about it the way I thought about right. it for their business. So, I mean, last year I didn't have truck truck me and I just had the wood sides up on my on my truck without the ramp rack or anything like that. I've got a thirty five hundred, you know, Ram. So it's full ton, you know, you can um, you know, have any brand that has that full ton truck and if the payload is beautiful, you know, it's over seven thousand pounds oh, of yeah. payload. So you can easily put four yards of mulch in there. I mean, you know, that's when you do that with the sides and everything, it's like just above the roof of the truck. So you don't want to go too much higher than that. Um but you know, so to, to, you can fit all the mulch in there. 
Uh, but you know, we just have to do it by hand, you know, we have to shovel it all out and all that kind of stuff. So I, I envisioned, I, I envisioned the, uh, the, the truck, the truck mate itself really doing, doing the, the trick for, easing that process because you, you see mulch mate right you know which is a large version of that but i mean i didn't want to have to buy a, a dedicated dump truck you know yeah. for that because i don't have massive properties any yards that that we have you know 10 or, or more yards of mulch to put we just have the mulch yard dump it you know in the street and we have a big pile and we just knock it out throughout yeah. the, the the afternoon or whatever but i have a lot of cookie cutter you know what you'd say, cookie cutter HOA yards that have like four yards of mulch here, two yards of mulch there, maybe five yards or six yards. That's kind of an off thing. I can only fit four of my truck. So, you know, we figure all that out, but it always works out that I'm just, you know, getting four yards of mulch in my truck constantly. You know, last year we spread 111 cubic yards in like three weeks. We had cart mate. So we used that for the first time. A lot of hills that we had to go up and down long distances. So that really helped out while, while we were getting the, the closer to the street stuff with the regular wheelbarrows. But we're ultimately still shoveling stuff out of the truck for the smaller jobs. You know, some would be two. Then we drive down to another two and right. all that kind of stuff. So I, I just see the potential and, and um, how much quicker and easier and less strenuous it would be to unload mulch. You know, just have it come flying out the side conveyor like that to the wheelbarrow. But in addition to that, why I really think it was a bit, it's a, it's a great thing for me and for people in my situation is you can take that tailgate off that conveyor off. And now you have, and I think it was at you, your video, some, somebody was here and had a video with, um, with the gravel with Nick and the, and they took the tailgate off and, the, and there was like uh, rocks and stuff in there and just rolls right off, off of the tailgate, you know, just the tarp you know, his functionality right. still works. So it, it turns into like a, a dump bed without mm-hmm. having a dump bed insert. Exactly. Yep. So I was really thinking about that from a year round perspective. You know, if I do that, you know, then that's, I can utilize this one thing the entire year. You know, I use it for mulch season. And then after that, take the tailgate off, manufacture some sort of, you know, like plywood, you know, type tailgate thing or whatever. Um, when we're doing, uh, putting brush and stuff in there throughout the year, trimming shrubs and all that, or, you know, storms and limbs fall down. I mean, it's all, all, all the time you're, you're having to pick up stuff if you're in the maintenance game, um, or someone just calls you for a cleanup or whatever. And it's like, all right, you know, what, what do you do with that? Yeah. You throw in a truck bag, blah, blah, blah. But if, you know, then you got to pull it out of the tarp or hand this or hand that, or you get a dump bed insert. And for me, I didn't want to get dump bed insert because this is the final level to, to my thinking here. And then we'll, we'll move on from talking about me, but I'm just so <laughs> excited about, you know, we're, that's why I'm here. And just to talking to Absolutely. you guys, trying to, uh, you know, coordinate as much as possible with the time that I'm up here. But the other exciting thing is I can still use my truck bed for other things. Yep. So when you get an insert, a truck bed insert, a dump bed insert, like it literally, that's it. Yeah, you can put stuff in the insert, but temporarily you can't, you can't right. also, you, if you lift a dump bed, yep. then everything falls out. So it's like super temporary that you can put stuff in there. Meaning when I want to have a, a, you know, 200 gallon nurse tank, you know, for it to fill up my backpack sprayers and my rod, ride on spreader sprayer and all that, I can put that in the bed of my truck and still have another five, four or five feet left of my eight foot bed, exactly. if not more, completely open for the small shrub trimming jobs. You throw it in there and there's the, and you just pull the tarp up to the tank and you have that, that space, like I said, four or five feet that you can put stuff in and then you get to the dump when you're done at the end of the day or week or whatever. And you just hit that button and it all just comes pouring, roll, you know, the tarp gets uh, wound up and pulled out and everything just dumps out. So it's just, I'm all about, I guess, because, I don't know, it's just the way that I've thought for so long. It's all about multi, like multi-purpose things. That's why I love the Toro Multiforce so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, well, how can I get the most use out of whatever? And I feel like I've been using, getting a lot of use out of this new truck. I've been coming with all, with all kinds of stuff and, you know, people, you know, get on you like, oh, it's like a, you know, you're using a, you know, whatever, fifty thousand dollar truck for a dump truck, glorified dump truck, and I'm like, dude, it's it's a it's a full ton truck. I didn't get it for for vanity. I got it yeah, to, to put it to work. It's a work truck, correct. so I'm gonna do whatever I can. I mean, it's got the spray in bed liner. I mean, I'm good to go. Like I, you know, I think all this stuff through as best as I can, and I just try to go for it. So. Anyway, I say all that just to say that uh, mulch season is coming and, you know, you were talking about getting your, you know, a dump truck and everything. And that's, that's definitely an avenue to go. Um, but I'm going to do the truck mate and see how that works out. And hopefully for my small, you know, kind of residential setup with the smaller yards, I'm hoping it'll, it'll do good. So we'll see. So stay tuned on my uh, YouTube channel at LCR to check out the videos for that to come. But 
back to my guests here. <laughs> Just like really going on, on a little promo there, but uh, not not that there's anything, you know, <laughs> there's no sponsorship or anything. I just was talking about the new exciting stuff. But so um, talking about mulch, right? What, 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 uh, Kyle, what do you do for mulch? Like you said, you're going to get dump truck, right? So initially we start off with a five by 10 utility trailer, just start no sides on it or nothing. And we noticed we could get one or two yards in there, but as you would go down the road or the highway, you'd watch the mulch spill off the side. So what you end up is really one and a half yards out of two right. yards. Right. So we ended up putting walls on it for, I want to say about a year and a half now. Um, we've been able to stack about six yards into the trailer, but my biggest problem is having to create a pile on the side of the house if we're doing shrub trimming or anything while we're there before we put the mulch down. So just being able to have the dump truck, our plan is to be able to go in. We have a trailer fully set with all of our tools in it and then throw all the trimmings or whatever you need to into the truck. And then if you want to come back the next day for the mulch, you just, you can, you know, do two, three jobs with the mulch, especially if we have, you know, two yards that are five, 10 yards of mulch a piece, right. you know, and you can get them right beside each other. You have everything in one truck bounce from job to job. So that's really our plan. And then on top of that, we do a lot of leaves around here. Um, I think you have the same thing. And I know Will's got a massive setup down your yeah, way. Cause he, he, he's, yeah, he's in the area where it's older neighborhoods and yeah. lots of lot massive of oak trees and all kinds of variety of stuff. So yeah, he's, <laughs> He, he over, over time, like got like the ideal setup so that like, he doesn't have to, he can pull up to any leaf job and know that he can get it done. Like, it's not like, he's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to tarp this one. Like, right. no, that's exactly. not the thing. That's the, he's just, he just got it down pat over the years. So he's got the ultimate setup, especially for a solo person. I mean, it's the ultimate setup for, for a sure. crew, you know? Oh yeah. So, but that, that takes time and obviously money and investment. And he's a, he's a younger guy and, you know, living at home and reinvesting his money and not having to worry about having a mortgage and stuff like that. So that's where, man, the future of this industry, you know, young guys like yourself, you know, when you can, uh, whether, as long as, you know, whether you are living at home or not, but like just as you're young, utilizing, like reinvesting, you know, doing, you don't have as many, you know, necessarily different obligations and, and, right. and yeah. you know, like a, a 40, 50 year old guy that's getting in or thir even thirties, you know, married as kids. And there's a whole lot of different other dynamics that are added to that. So yeah, once uh, you recognize your efficiencies when you're younger, yeah. it's easier as you get older exactly. to, you know, multiply those efficiencies and get even better. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's like, it's like putting money away and in, in savings or, you know, uh, you know, 401k or Roth IRA or whatever, any kind of savings thing that's going to, you know, Bitcoin, whatever stocks, anything that's going to keep compounding interest, like the earlier you start it, the better. So it's exactly. the same thing with your experience and, and, and honing in your, your business skills and really, so by the time you're in your forties, you're, you're killing it, you know what I yeah, mean? Versus right. starting off, like trying to figure it all out when you're 40 or 35 right. or something. So you're a little bit behind the eight ball on, on that. So you guys are, you guys are the future of the industry. So you just keep, keep getting after it. Um, what about you, Sam, for mulch? What, what does it look like for you? You guys do a lot of mulch? So I'm, I'm almost in the same boat here as Kyle. I've got my, um, six by 12, six by 12 single axle trailer that I put walls on. Not, not too long after I bought it, I, I didn't think I would need necessarily the walls until I really started getting into moving mulch. I've moved mulch, topsoil, a um, little bit of fill dirt. And the walls just really helped keep all the material in, keep everything down. I actually put a tarp down on the floor of the trailer before I dump the mulch. And then I can fold the tarp over just to keep it covered driving down the road. But it just helps keep everything in there. And the, the big plan this year is getting a dump trailer. I, I want to get a... Uh, seven by fourteen Kaufman makes it seven by fourteen fifteen k GVWR dump trailer. That I, th I really think that for me will be just huge. It's really going to help. I found myself needing to borrow one quite a few times last year, and I'm tired of the borrowing game. Right, and it, it really wound up saving my tail because having you know doing that, I didn't have to run the Sun Belt or like Home Depot to rent it and have to pay that rental fee. And uh, my buddy Alex, he was real, real generous with letting me borrow it. I made a post about that the other day, actually. And that that right there just it showed me really how much time that you can save if you have the right equipment for the job to get the job done. And just, I mean, exponentially increase the amount of time you're saving. It's it's crazy. 
just how something like that really does help. And go back to like what you were saying with your truck. Now with you having a, a truck mate on the back, it's it's going to be huge for you, I think. How, you know, just being able to unload that material like that, not have to walk up with a shovel, scoop with the shovel, dump into your cart mate. And last year I purchased a cart mate as well. And that really, that really sped up my mulching time. I did uh, that one, the big job that I posted about the 10 yard job by myself in a day. That was just, it was insane how much that sped up having to do or, you know, doing the mulch. Cause I had the trailer for a little while, uh, just about a couple hour window. I dumped the pile of mulch and was able to just spend the rest of the day moving it. I didn't, I didn't have to worry about dumping it, hitting the wheelbarrow, going back and forth. Cause uh, it, I think it was the furthest I had to move the mulch at one point was close to 350 feet down to the end of this long driveway to the, uh, the columns at the front of the entrance of the driveway. Mm-hmm. And it was just great being able to shoot down the driveway with the cart mate, yeah. dump it, you know, one jump off, dump it one handed, swing back to the pile, fill it up again and do it again. It was just, yeah. it just saved so much time. And I, I actually that evening uh, went to a party as well. Cause I wasn't, you wasn't tired. Yeah, right? you were, I wasn't, you I wasn't beat. No, yeah. you know, compared compared to the year before, I I would have been. I probably would have went home and went to sleep. Yeah, at six exactly. o'clock. That's the thing I loved about. I did yep. the same thing. Yep. Exactly. It was crazy. Just how much more efficient you become. A hundred percent. I mean, I've got a lot of like uphill backyards that require five yards of mulch, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. forget that. I mean, like, I yeah. remember thinking to myself in the early days. You know, this is going on my seventh season, and um, I, I was just like, in the first couple of years, I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Like, it's I'd be like, like going uphill both ways. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like strapping like a, a you know my brute force like you know garbage can on the front of my right. grandstand, just strapping it, just chucking mulch yep. in there and getting mulch all over the mower, and you know trying not to you know like knock it over on the way as oh well, I was trying anything I could to save my energy and I'm like just gotta be something and then there wasn't there was yep. there weren't even powered wheelbarrows yet you yep. know like it was just like some random buggies or something that I saw here and there like that were really like like not like a mainstream branded thing and, and that was it you know and this was like you know six seven years ago and then obviously now we have all this mulch mate stuff coming yeah. coming out and then there's all these powered powered wheelbarrows going on you know like uh battery powered, you know, which is also helpful, but yeah. So there's a lot of different variety there. And, you know, I got the cart mate last year and it was, it was clutch for sure. Oh, yeah. definitely Absolute helped. game changer. Yeah. So I, I can't wait until, can't wait this year using it again for sure. Um, and you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's all part of the, part of the evolution of our business, right. As we grow and, and, um, Absolutely. you know, figure out what's going to work the best. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I totally feel, feel your pain yeah. there. <laughs> it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, what, what are some of your plans for, or f- like the future? You said a little bit about, you know, what your plan was, um, but just in general, your business as a whole, like, what are you looking forward to and, and trying to focus on? So this year, I, I will say that this year, my focus is to basically reel in the area that I service. I've, I find that working full time and trying to do the lawn and landscaping stuff on the side, I have to minimize how basically how far I'm going. I know Brian talks about a lot, the route density and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I need to really play that into myself to, you know, sometimes on my days off, if I'm out cutting, I'll have to drive sometimes as far as 25, 30 minutes out. And I'm, I'm just losing out so much on having to go that far, you know, being by myself. It's not like I can pull up to a property and I've got a guy on the string trimmer while I'm cutting or something. I, I have to do it all. So, you know, rolling up to something like that and maybe having to spend I know a couple times uh, I've actually gotten rid of the properties, but last season and the season before I had some that were 40 minutes away and they took me an hour, 10 to cut, trim, blow the driveway off, make sure everything was clean and then roll back out. And uh, I, the way I kind of tried to do it was go farthest out and just work my way back towards my house. But this year I'm I'm concentrating really hard on getting stuff within about 15. I typically, I'm going to try and keep it within about 15 minutes of my house to try and get everything just closer, a lot more dense, get a lot more, uh, not necessarily larger, but decent sized property. There's some neighborhoods that have decent sized properties, uh, about an acre to just under that have, they're, they're very nicely manicured. They look great. And those are, those are more of the, the clientele I'm trying to attract mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my biggest goals this year is to be able to do that. And like I said, that plays right back into having that dump trailer, being able to 
you know, load it with mulch and go from those jobs. Like you were saying with, with your uh, truck mate, you play more into having, having those properties that, like you said, the cookie cutter houses that right. that truck mate's going to be absolutely clutch for that. Yeah. So that's, but that, that's my big goal is the, just to try and kind of to reel in the area that I'm servicing more and attract just more of a denser route than anything. Yeah. I think that would be the, it would benefit me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and you know, to that's, you reminded me of something else I was going to comment on. I thought about dump trailer, thought about a separate dump truck. You mm-hmm. know, I thought about all the angles. Right. And, and I just, for one, if I have a, a dump trailer, you know, we'll just go and we'll just mention that if, if I had a dump trailer, then I would need to pay for another parking spot in my storage. So again, it's all about what resources you have, what, you know, like where, like some people live in a neighborhood where they, that you can just park stuff wherever you want. Some right. people like myself don't. And we live in the same HOAs that, you know, we typically service that have all these rules and you can't have stuff parked in the neighborhood and so on. So I have to pay for storage, storage units, parking spots for trailer and all I that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's just more added expense, monthly expense. If I were to get a dump trailer now, I'd have to get another spot and there is only one spot where my spot is so that I would have to have two different trailers all spread out in the storage. And, you know, the one guy that that got focused on trees um, locally, he he had, he was doing that constantly. He was all over the place. He was like, you know, he had a trailer here, a trailer there. He's just like constantly driving around, swapping stuff out all over storage. That's where my problem is right now. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think as much ahead. I'm trying to think about as many things as possible. Obviously, nothing's perfect and uh, there's going to be still some trial and error there, but that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to get a dump trailer because that's yet another trailer and another thing to pull and right. all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, and I just think to myself and I would look at my list. I'm like, how many, you know, how many times would I actually use this trailer? You know what I mean? Like how many neighborhoods do I have houses stacked up? How many, you know, of them have large amount of mulch, like all these different things, you know? So this one neighborhood that they were in, um, is right on the same street as the mulch yard and all the rest of my neighborhoods are like kind of surrounding the mm-hmm. mulch yard. So, but the one that's right on the same street, man, we have so many yards with mulch, you know, some of them it's like 10 yards or I have a pile there. I already have four in my truck for the next two houses, two and two. And then if we need to load back up, we just drive down and grab some more mulch and got another four for another yard or right. another two yards. And it's like, it's so, uh, so efficient to me for my situation than dragging around, you know, a big old dump trailer, right just for mulch because I don't do enough. We don't have enough of anything else beyond that. We don't, we're not in these older neighborhoods. We have all these, like I said, cookie cutter neighborhoods, but they're all newer as well. So the bushes are small, the trees are small. There's just not a ton of stuff that you have to have a whole like dump truck or dump trailer for, unless you like go a whole month without dumping it, which I mean, that's a thing. But to me, it's like, what is the, what is the biggest cost here? What What is the big ROI return on investment? Right. And I just feel like keeping it, as small and a fi- keep it lean and mean. That's that's exactly. just my thing for my setup. And I try to get caught up in all the big bad stuff and all oh, this. He's got this and they got that. And because I've got it all in my area too. I mean, people with the Azuzu NPR is driving around, box truck, open body landscape, you know, dump truck, this, that. I mean, guys got a dump truck and a dump trailer. And I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. I, I see it all in, in my area. Plus, you know, I see it all over social media too. So that that helps me kind of have ideas, but it sometimes is a struggle to figure out what's the best idea for me. Right. And, um, you just try and figure it out. So that's, that's just another reason why I didn't go the dump trailer. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Dump trailers are great. And I strongly thought about it, especially the one that Nick just came out with, you know, I'm like, man, that would, awesome. that would be a killer, you know, that'd be awesome. But cause even, and then in the leaf season, I can just build the sides up and just put a top and, yep. you know, put bigger sides on and put a little top on right. there. Kind of like what Brian's law maintenance Make did. A blower and exactly. But instead of having a, the insert, I can still utilize right. the exact same tarping system that Truckmate has. All I got to do is get to the dump, take the back off, push the button. Everything just yep. plops out one big brick, you know, just plops right out there. So it's, it's, it, pretty much year round. So that's, that's kind of my thinking and all that. Again, this, this is not, you know, supposed to be a truck made episode, but we are, we are here at mulch me and, you know, I'm, I'm getting one installed right, <laughs> right now. So it's just really fresh on my mind. They came and got my key. Hopefully they didn't go take my truck for lunch or something. I don't know what, I don't know There's what happened. in the parking lot right yeah, now. <laughs> what's going on. I hear all kinds of noises out there, you know, banging and sawing and whatever. I'm like, all right guys, I hopefully my truck will be in good shape when I get back out there, but it's going to look like totally different. But at any rate, so <laughs> what about you, Kyle? What are some of your future goals for uh, for your business? 
Well, like I was telling Nick uh, before we started the episode, I um I just recently took on a bamboo project. It was about 20,000 square feet and Sam knows the project for pretty well. <laughs> um, it was a hundred by 200, just a square lot. Um, had a buddy of mine go down Ben Keen, and we just went down, hacked it all down with a brush cutter on the front of a Bobcat. I'm like, you know, this is pretty cool. You know, we had the hand foot pedal units, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I have, I've never used heavy equipment to that extent before. So we used it on that job. We went through it, knocked everything down, and then um, went back previously this weekend, and we were using the hand control units. And there was just – there was some sort of – it's like being on a mower. There's some sort of peaceful serenity of just using the equipment and doing the work you're supposed to do. And then when you're done, click invoice, and you're off to the races. Right. You know, so I I really want to focus on possibly getting into – some sort of land clearing forestry brush removal type stuff with the business uh as well as keep the lawn care maintenance as some sort of like a cash flow type part of my uh, business keep the landscaping let them do the mulchings and all that i would really really like to get into land clearing i just i don't know what it is something clicked the other day on like saturday or sunday just using the units and doing the work i just was like i this is what i was meant to do so um, been looking at some units lately just to kind of get ideas on prices. I didn't know they were like 70, 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars, but, <laughs> Big money. but I mean, it's all perspective. You know, if you're making the money, then it's just another payment. So, um, we're looking into this year, like we said, getting the dump truck. Um, I went up and used Ben's unit at, or his truck and everything. And it's just, it's so nice being able to pull the trailer, have your pretty much your toolbox behind you. You can throw all the leaves, all the trimmings, and even a, you can do five, six, seven properties, you know, and you don't have to worry about going to the dump. And, and granted, like in your case, you were saying you could do this pretty much the same thing with the um, the truck mate, but just being able to press a button and no, I'm not having to use my body. Right. It just, it takes so much weight off your shoulders. Cause I was looking literally. at, yeah, <laughs> literally. And yeah. we were, we were doing some work the other day. I'm like, man, just like, I, I, I'm tired of going to the dump, emptying out my utility trailer to be on a job by eight o'clock when the dump opens at eight o'clock. So it's just, it's nice being able to have that some sort of autonomy. You know, just yeah. like like Nick always says, automate. Right. It's where it comes from. Mulchmate, automate, cartmate, automate. You're just you're using something else to get rid of your use in the business, essentially. So percent. That's kind of the main goal. I'd love to be able to have at least two crews running maintenance or landscaping for the most part. That way I can go out and focus on doing the brush clearing and just something to keep myself occupied. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people that I have to have my hands dabbling in something. Right. You know, I can't sit at home more than six hours going, all right, I'm done. Let's do something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. fiance, she goes, yeah, let's watch some movies. All right. We're done too. All right. That's next. I'm going to do something else. So it's oh, just, that, it's that's one of right. Those you're engaged. How old are you? 23. And you're engaged. Yes. Congratulations. So we, um, we, we actually went out to the mulch, no, the right factory, January twenty fourth last year, and our big thing in our life is working food. So we went, we went to the factory, and then afterwards, we found this really nice barbecue place. Um, gosh, it's gonna kill Black Rock. I think it was yeah. Black Rock yeah, Barbecue up there. Later, yeah. Um, oh my god, it was so good. And she had this. Um, it was a peanut butter and jelly. Uh, martini. Oh wow! It was the weirdest thing, but it it oddly it tasted like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. So she was a bit knockered off of that. Uh, oh no! And um, wait, 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 wait. We're we're gonna tease everybody with this episode here. I want to hear the rest of this story after a short break. <laughs> do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with Truckmate. Truckmate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed from the tarp roller, allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or or firewood deliveries. Truckmate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. 
Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on TruckMate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the TruckMate, but he gives it his highest endorsement. This week's five-star rating and review comes from Toast89, Valuable Content. They write great content and very valuable. Thank you for limiting the joking around while recording and staying focused on the topic. Your podcast is a great resource to learn from. Well, thank you for taking the time to leave that rating and review. It means a lot to me and the podcast because we're always looking to improve upon the content that we're bringing. I take the time every week to read another rating review. So please, if you haven't already, go ahead on Apple Podcasts and leave your rating review. It means a lot. This is the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, here's your host, Naylor Taliaferro. All right, we're back. And Kyle left us hanging with um, his fiance had a little too much to drink. Is that what I... What yeah, we so to? we had the, the peanut butter and jelly uh, cocktail. I honestly don't remember what was in it. She's got the recipe like down pat at the house. <laughs> oh, so, no. <laughs> was that her first time having it there? And I was like, I got to have this. All yes. Time. And believe it or not, our COVID hobby was tasting whiskeys or Scots, uh, scotches because <laughs> our family's from Scotland. Right. So we have a baker's rack full of just all sorts of liquors. So hers is like integrated <laughs> off to the side. But... Nice. um. No, we ended up coming home and I popped a question and, you know, she said yes and came home, took a nap and went out to Texas Roadhouse for dinner to celebrate. So. Nice. But, but, you know, I'm just going to ask this question. I feel like we know each other well enough that you won't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Did you ask her again when she wasn't tipsy? <laughs> uh, well, I just took it in the heat of the moment. It was yeah, fun with that area. She, she was like, oh, well, I got a ring. Okay. Well, well, I guess I'm in it now. <laughs> exactly. But how how long were you guys dating before that? Uh, so funny or story. Knew each I, other, I guess. I was actually in the friend zone for five and a half years. The friend zone. The friend zone. <laughs> the dire friend. Five and a half years. And then um, end of high school, she really started to kind of like get her act together per se. She recognized like, oh, wow, I, if I don't turn my stuff around, I'm not going to get out of high school. So um, she ended up kind of going, oh, wow, you're nice. And then out of nowhere, like just kind of slowly got the crush and was, you know, the, the giddy schoolgirl. <laughs> and, um, and one thing led to another. And um, we started dating in, what was it? We went down, I think, March 25th, 2016 to DC for like a family trip. And one thing led to another and now we're here today. So she stuck with me. Sorry. Oh, yeah. well, no. <laughs> Congratulations. And I, you Thank know, you. The, the, the friend zone probably developed a good foundation. So yes. That's good. Um, so I just wanted to switch gears again slightly because the, the two of you, you were here in Maryland and both of you. Now, do you, is your, is your service area like overlap or in the same or are you? far enough apart or what? How's close. that? Yeah. Not even close. I think our service areas are about an hour and a half. From okay. Here, so, so you're not, you're not even technically competition. So no, not at all. Yeah. I'm about an hour, 10 minutes South of here. Yeah. So how, how did you meet? Like, how do you guys know each other? Actually, the first time we met in person was here. Yeah. At Mulchmate. event. Yeah. Beyond yeah. that, it was, was it social October? media. You, oh, you mean the one that just went by? Is the first time you guys met in person? Yeah. yeah. But, but you guys knew each other yeah, from we've, social we've media? Yeah, we've been following, mm -hmm. talking to each other on social media. You obviously saw Maryland guys were local, asked where are you from, where are you from, and, you know, got to talking that way. Yeah. Awesome. And and um, so how long has was it, has that been, like, that you knew each other <laughs> on social media? Maybe a year. I mean, it wasn't really that long. Probably so, yeah. Yeah. And do you guys have like a, a Maryland group or something like that? I heard like, yeah, so I actually reached out and then I think after the event, just with a couple of people and was like, Hey, here's row. -ro. <laughs> here's um, in the background. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so I reached out to about 10 or 12 guys. So I was like, Hey, look, you know, invite some of your friends. I'd love to be able to create a group. Cause we talked to Nick about a couple of things and some of his ideas were really good. You know, if we want to order some um, 
some grass seed, get a truckload or something, and then divvy it out via the people that you have in the group. So that's what we kind of have to do. And then every week I try to hop on with some updates about weather and kind of just what I'm doing just to kind of have an interaction between the people in Maryland. Um, there's a one boy in there, Sammy Ruiz. He's, he's a trip. I love him that day. he's, wow, man. he has a personality <laughs> unlike no other. We actually met at LEL and this man coming up the steps, I don't know if you remember, but he came up the escalator and he belches my name. And I'm like, who, me? Just me? I like I me, Kyle Parks. Like, and he's just like, dude, I know you know. And he, he yeah, he's got a exuberant personality. I, I heard about Very, that guy. Yeah. yeah. I heard, I heard about Went up that. to Brian and gave him a big old hug. That guy. Yeah, lifted yeah. him in the air. I, I heard and Brian's about that. like I wasn't there for that apparently, but I must have been in the in the podcasting room with Paul or something. Hey, giving you the lowdown and <laughs> yeah. all. <laughs> but no, it it's turned out to be really good. I mean, we've connected with, I think we have 12 or so people in there right now just trying wow. to slowly expand it. I mean, Maryland's not a big state. Right. So it's been fun. And but that, that's still a lot of people. And it's kind of like a resource that you guys have built for each other, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have people in Eastern Shore. I've got friends up in uh, Baltimore County. I mean, how far do the, do you think... There's some Charles County guys, you. Um, yeah, myself, uh, my buddy Alex Huber, uh, Platinum, Lawn and Lansk. He's in it too. I can't. What about Sean Belts? Jake Belts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Sean, Jake, Sean Belts is my Yeah, Jake's he's in it hour. too. He's, he's about uh, 10 minutes up the road from me. He's got that really cool uh, leaf rig setup that I did that video. Yeah. On. Yeah. I just think it's great, you know, hearing these stories because in North Carolina, they've got something similar, you know, like a large. Uh, large small I don't, you know i don't know what what relative uh, we would define that by but they've got a group of similar to yours of people that really yeah. get together and hang out and and uh, help each other out on social media and off social media and um it i i just think it's cool because it's not like even if you are in the town it's like your competition you know like it's it's not really your your competition it's if if you don't think about it that way so yeah. i always like just hearing these stories from all the different different folks and stuff so um, we got some new folks that showed up here in the podcast. So let's let's let, let's get one mic. Well, let's let's get one mic going here. We got a uh, we got Nick the man. Go ahead. Hey guys, what's happening? All right, how's gotta, everybody doing? Got to turn that volume down. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Louder. It's all good. Sorry. It's all good. No, no, it's all good. You, you talk clear. It's all good there. Um, and we also have Will's Lawn Service here in the house. Man, Will, I. <laughs> it's funny how we run into each other. <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on. Let, hold on. We got to get. We got to get Will hooked up here. <laughs> So we got Will and Mike here. So uh, I swear, I, I see you more outside of Virginia than I do. Right. I've been trying to get you on the podcast, and I didn't it's realize I had to come to mulch walk, me. It, well, it's never worked out, and I didn't know you were even coming here uh, until I was talking to Kyle while I was <laughs> heading up here. He's like, yeah, Naylor's coming by to do a podcast. I'm like, of course I'm going to run into him up here before exactly. I do in Virginia. Exactly. I, I see you everywhere, man, like outside of Virginia. Uh, anyway, so, so now we have Will <laughs> with us. And we have Nick here who had a little scuffle earlier today, so he's he's got to recover from that. So uh, we, we, we appreciate you yeah. being here with us. So, yeah. He's got the um, new bling on his wrist. Yeah, I got a little oops on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I, So, Nick, I wanted to just touch base with you. Uh, I see this awesome calendar here. I remember you showed me this back in the day, like one of the first times I was here. And it's you, you owned a relatively large landscaping company, right? Million dollar, yep. multi million dollar landscape company yep. in in Maryland uh, before you sold it and went all in and mulch me and haven't looked back since. And, mm -hmm. and everything, everything Dawson manufacturing, you know, cart mate, truck mate, you know, all that hitch mate, dump mate, you know, every, every <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all about the mates. That's it. So, uh, um, like Paul said at the end, I'm just trying to find a mate. Find a mate. That was yeah. hysterical when he said that. <laughs> Like I'm getting better at my at my my comebacks and my transitions and all that stuff, but um, you were showing me this calendar and this is like a the inside scoop. I mean, this may not be your you know the calendar filled out the way you had for your landscape company, but you had the same philosophy mm -hmm. and it's like it's like inside ball for the large landscape companies. You had it down to a science. Like every week, you're like, I, we have to start mulch now. We have to start. Mm -hmm. We have to do this. We have to do that. You had it all down pat, and mm -hmm. you were like breaking it down for me, and I was just like wow, like I need to like write this down or something, you know, like you just had it all down pat. So can you just go into the, the, the philosophy of that? I know now it's Maltramate's plan, but it's, yeah. it was 
lands your landscape company is playing for for the most part too for mulch season anyway, right? Yeah. So ba- basically, <clears throat> I'm a I'm a big um, psyche guy. Like I love learning the psyche of humans and how they how they act or react to things. And most people like to react, which is I like to be proactive. And that's what that 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 whole it's a it's a map is what it, it's a whiteboard with a calendar and lots of different checkpoints is what I call them throughout it. Um, I haven't updated this one in a little while, but. The way I see things, if I put my landscaper's hat on for a second, you have to know where your customer's brain is at exactly every day. You need to know what they're thinking, and it will change based upon weather. And so you have to keep up with the weather. You've got to keep up with um, just different trends in the world. Like, say, there's an election that adjusts people's brains. If there's, um, you know, a lot of snow one year that adjusts people's brains. And some people, you know, make a lot of money in, in snow, and there's a lot of people that don't make a lot of money. So I spend a lot of money. So you have to know who you're dealing with. And so taking the landscaper's hat off and putting on my manufacturing hat, I, I know because I was one, a landscaper's brain of, of what are they thinking and when are they thinking it? And then there's a difference between thinking about it and having that, that cycle in your brain of trying to digest what they've seen over the last, um, I call it mind share. So like take for instance, November, November is when guys start to kind of wind down. And, but the thing is they're on their phones more. And when they're on their phones more, I like to put ads in front of their faces a little bit more so I can get a little bit of mind share, knowing I'm not going to get the sale until come January, February, March, April. And so what I like to do is I like to get in people's heads and say, okay, hey, I'm here. I'm here to help. Uh, you know, don't forget about us when the time comes. And so when January comes, we ramp up the the advertising even more. And on this chart, you'll see it says full page ad or half page ad. And those are basically rules for ourselves to say, you know, we're going to run ads here, here, and here. We're not going to do it in you know July or August. And so what we're doing is we're trying to direct the message to people at the correct times when they're ready to digest that information. And by the time they go to pull the trigger, well, duh, they called mulch. Well, why wouldn't they? And so that's that's how we lay it out. And so learning the psyche of your customer, no matter what business you're in, uh, even, even you know your spouse, it works for your spouse. You have to know where he or she is at. And once you understand their psyche, you can adjust to be either aggressive or not so aggressive, and, and you, you can win the day. Yeah, for sure. That's... I, I just appreciate all the insight that you have and, and experience. How how long again? How many years were you? Uh, did you have your landscaping company? Sixteen years. 16 um, years. I I wouldn't say the first um, nine were super successful. So I started in two thousand and was it two thousand? I think it was two. No, no, it was two thousand one. And it was it was uh, the same year as nine eleven. I was fifteen years old, and um, it, I don't know how many people remember that, but I my, the way I remember seeing it is. It kind of kicked my butt a little bit there towards the end of the year. Everything slowed down. Everything kind of went on a halt, which hurt the business. wasn't huge. I think we did like seventy or seventy-five thousand dollars the very first year, um, which I'm proud of. That was really good. Um, but then moving forward, then we hit the, the the I call it the Great Depression of our era, but uh, 08-ish around that time. Yeah. I saw that coming in 07, and that really crushed me. And I learned how to get through that. And then 2009, 2010 came, and I thought to myself, I need to get serious. Like I need to. Re- this is a business. I need to run it like a business. And uh, a friend of mine gave me the book E-Myth, and it, it changed my world completely. So yeah. by the, I guess, say 2010, let's say I read the book in 2010. Um, by 2013, I call it writing my ship. I had, I had fixed my company. It took three years for it to come full circle. And then, like, everybody started coming to me at, like, Wawa or 7-Eleven or wherever I was. I'm going, well, what happened to your company? You, like, blew up overnight. It's like, no, dude. I've been at this for three years trying to fix it because I was screwing up so bad. And uh, I was buying two trucks at a time and multiple trailers at a time and custom everything. And everything was identical. Every truck, every trailer, everything was perfect. And um, by the time, I guess, 2014 and 15 came, we were, we were raking in some big money. And that was when things really started to get really good. And then uh, the reason Mulchmate came to me was because I was doing so good in the landscaping. We had so much more mulch to do. I had to figure that problem out, solved it, fell in love with that. And said, you know what? This is going to require all my time, and I'm more in love with fabrication. I'm more in love with building a product and helping people in this manner. And so I, uh, I had to sell my company to get the capital to make Dawson Manufacturing Mulch Made. And I'm very proud to say that I have zero debt. Everything you see, I own outright. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, on, I mean, I don't know how you want to package this, but you, you have, I feel like you've helped people in so many different ways with mulch mate than you were able to with landscaping, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So obviously, mm-hmm. you, you know, you made, you beautified a lot of things and <laughs> helped a lot of people with landscaping, but you're helping other landscapers help 
beautify landscapes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you just have a, 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 a larger reach, I think is the best way to, to package it now yeah. with, with Mulchmate, you know, your knowledge in the business and, you know, all the social media that you've been doing and all because of Dawson manufacturing, because of this idea that you branched off from your landscaping experience. So I, I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate you. I know so many other people do. Um, before before I, I uh, we we let you go, uh, if you don't mind, no I wanted to uh, two things. Um, one, we've got this fun little pod deck thing here that cool. you know go around the room and you guys can <laughs> you know pick pick a card and we'll we'll kind of go over there. You can answer the que- the random question on there. But I just want to know: is there any you know we're getting into mulch season now. So we're in Maryland here. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in Virginia. You know the North Carolina. That whole kind of and obviously there's stuff over you know towards the west uh, of us that are still. But I'm not a big geography person. But anyway, yeah. this whole general area we're all should be starting mulch pretty soon mm-hmm. if we haven't already. Depending on if you're you know big landscape commercial stuff mm-hmm. like that. But residential it's a little bit more tricky. Some people want to wait to the last minute and whatnot. But Either way, we should be thinking mulch right now. So mm-hmm. what kind of inside baseball do you have for, for us and anyone listening that, that is should be getting geared up or any kind of tips and tricks? So, so we're going to have a storm coming up here soon um, once we get past that. So typically February 1st, which is Monday, um, I would be I would send all my crews out and they would just go clean up. So what I did was I purchased a turf tech bed edger. And I sent, I, I literally, there was a guy named Israel and I put him on that piece of equipment. I said, this is yours. Like write your name on it, spit on it. I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> this is yours. If it breaks, it's your fault. If it, if it's successful, it's your fault. Like either way it goes. Right. And so Israel and I had, and Israel didn't drive, but I had a driver and those two boys would go out in the truck and they would just simply just get out ahead of all the other crews and they would just edge, edge, edge and, and prep. That's all they would do is edging and prepping. And then I have, a, I have another crew would come behind them and do like a spring clean, like blowing and clean up all the sticks and all that. And then everybody that would last. Well, with the turf tech bed edger, it went from like two months to like three weeks. It's incredible. So check that place out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know those boys over there, but they got a nice product. Um, but uh, the, then once all that was done, then all the crews just come through in just one big wham and just knock out all the commercial stuff first. The residential stuff. Man, we did it all year. People tell me, like, oh, I don't do it past May or June here in Maryland, at least. Mm. And I'm like, you're doing something wrong because, like, every job you touch has to be finished in mulch to be properly done. And some guys just don't do it. I don't understand it. But we would mulch all the way through November, December. I mean, we just did that many jobs, I guess. Um, But uh, I I would say the biggest thing of all is don't be afraid to get ahead of it and get started early because my biggest thing was, before I start, start taking things serious, I would just I'd wait like, oh, I don't want I don't want the snow to mess it up. I don't want right, you know, I don't want to mess the weather to mess up all the edging and this. If you do your job right and you're and you're raking the mulch out right and patting it down and doing the edging right, it's not. Get ahead of it and give yourself some extra time. I mean, time is money, and yep. you only get one February, you get one March, and one April a year, and once right. they're gone, they're gone. Yeah, once the grass starts growing like crazy, you're you're going Toast. like crazy, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're running yeah. around like crazy, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's what I would say. I would say I would say that. And and don't be afraid. Like when you're talking about like the grass cutting in like April, let's say it gets yeah. just bonkers. Um, I used to be scared. to. I, I would have all my guys double cut lawns a lot of times um, in the spring. And and I wouldn't charge for that early on in my career. And I said, this is stupid. Like, why am yeah. I giving away money? And so don't be afraid to tell your customers up front. Be proactive with your customers and say, hey, if we have to tr- if we have to cut it twice, then we're going to have to charge you, you know, a second cut, but it'll be half the price of what I did. Yeah. And then something else I did was I ran um, fleet Maddox in all my trucks. And so I knew when it, when a, when a crew got to a job because of all the data I had, I could say, okay, Mrs. Smith's job took 20 minutes to cut edge blow the whole nine yards. Well, if, if the job took 29 minutes, I knew they cut it twice. And so I had that data whenever customers would kind of push back on me and say, hey, they didn't cut it twice. No, here's the data, and this is how I can prove to you that, you know, I've cut your grass 30 times last year, and every time it took between 20 and 23 minutes. And now this was 29 to 32 minutes or whatever, and then Mrs. Smith didn't have a leg to stand on, and she had to pay. Right. So that's how we handled it. And, and every week we'd send videos to people and update them and say, this is what we're seeing, and just – Man, get in front of your – communicate with the customer. Jeez. Yeah. Get from get out from behind your desk. Get out in the truck. Go. Go get it done. Yeah. So For that's sure. what I would say. Yeah, you and I were talking about that the other day because I was doing the forms, and I was just like, hey, can you take a look at this? And anything over like at least six to eight inches is a double cut. That way we're not leaving stragglers or just something in the garden bed that we can't blow out because it's, just, it's so wretched long. Mm-hmm. You know, and around here, if your grasses aren't treated, crab grass is a pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and it grows and it grows and it grows. And it's just, it's, it's thick, it's wet, it's nasty. You know, I know Will has a problem with it, but it's just, it's, 
Yeah. It's a pain. And, it, you know, it, you yeah. go leaving just a crabgrass lawn cut once, it, it doesn't look it, good no, and it doesn't look good for your triple, business. You know, it's like, oh, what is up with all these stragglers? Yeah. And you have and you have some customers that just don't care. Yeah. yeah. That's why you were proactive in the beginning and you go talk to them. You say, look, do you want this or not? And if they yeah. agree to it, A, you've got a, you've got some kind of paper trail. And, and B, they they everyone knows what to do. Like every customer knows what they want and you know what to do. And it's just way more simple. So just communicate with the customer. Exactly. Don't be scared. Well, like the crabgrass got really bad for like a month and a half last year, just with the constant moisture in the air. And I was telling, like, it was growing like a foot in two weeks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And for the people that didn't want to go to weekly service, I told them I'll go over it twice. Whatever it looks like is what it's going to look like. I can't really do much else. I can't go over it five or six times. And they were all like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And I'm like, "It should slow down here soon once it gets." A little bit, like once the weather changes a little bit. So, did you did you change the pricing for biweekly cutters? Yeah, yeah, good, 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 good. What um, what? So, is there anything new and exciting um for uh, Maltrimate that that we don't know about yet? We we've been tinkering around with so, some different things. Um, I've got, I I literally I'm building something for myself that I may release. I'm not sure yet. Um, it's a. Uh, I don't even know if I'll, it, okay, I'll just say whatever. It, <laughs> it's a snowplow for the front of your mower. Sweet. It's plastic. Um, it's, 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 a, it's made out of UHMW is what it is. It's three eighths. It's really strong. Have you ever seen those like yellow handle with white push snowplow? Yeah. 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 So I had tons of those. Snowplow shovels. So yeah. basically it's that for your mower. Right. Yeah. And um, if you say is you it buy it. angle? Mm-hmm, it'll angle. There will be a linear actuator on it eventually. It will lift up and store like a, like a, like a cart mate does. Um, I literally, I'm just building it for myself. I got kind of a big driveway. I don't know. The same. Are you, you guys think I have a big driveway? It's, it's enough asphalt, right? Yeah, to not yeah. want to shovel it. Yeah. Just like it's enough grass to not want to push mail. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm right. literally just doing it for myself. And are you making it as an attachment for like the pro or for, the cartmate or is like it just cartmate. a standalone thing? Just, just like cartmate, it'll fit right in the two inch receiver. Okay. It, it, it if you already have a two inch receiver, it, it works. Um, and I'm not doing it to compete with anybody. I'm not thinking I'm going to make a million dollars off it. I'm doing it for myself. I will show pictures of it. If people like the cart mate, people went sideways on me about it. And it's like, okay, well, clearly the market wants us and we'll, we'll build it. If nobody wants it, it's not a big well, deal. I think but. the only other option for something like that for a mower is the grandstand multi-forces. It is. So, okay. So you want to know my real thought process on this is I, I've had a bunch of 36 inch mowers in this warehouse, um, the last four or five weeks. And everyone tells me the same thing. This thing cost me $7,000 or whatever. And I literally have 40 hours on it or 90 hours on it. And the hours are always so low because they're great to kick butt in the backyard with a gate. But then the rest of the time they just sit. So it's a small mower. It fits on a walkway. Why don't we put those things to work and just get a little more ROI out of the thing? And so I had tons of sidewalks we did with snow plowing, and I bought Ventrax, and they're $30,000 a piece. Well, the, the 3400 series is, but I think they're discontinuing that. And then you got the Snow Raiders. And yeah, what does that like cost? That. What does a Snow Raider cost? I have cost? no idea. It's got to be five figures. It's got. I think, I think the, um, Aiden was saying it was like 15. It could be. I don't, I don't know the exact number, but I can tell you this. That sounds about right. You're going to do one thing with a Snow Raider. You're going to snow and plow, or, or, or plow and, and salt, right? Well, with, if you have a 36-inch mower, you can cut with it in the summer, and then you can plow with the winter. And I've seen a bunch of guys online say, yeah, I've been, I made this little you know, redneck plow for my, for my mower, and it, I've been doing it for four years, and it's great. And other people are like, oh, it's going to mess up the pumps and this and that. Okay, so what? So, so the pumps cost you an extra $600 or whatever, every, and it's a year, they go bad in a year sooner. Okay, so what? It's still better than wearing your body out. What's, what's one doctor's appointment going to cost you? $1,000? Downtime, what's that going to cost you? So every time somebody says that to me, the rebuttal is, well, then you're just not valuing your body. And that's just unfortunate. You should value your body. You only get one. Right. Mower, I'll throw the thing away and buy a new one any day of the week. Right, yeah. but you can't buy a new body. I no. Mean, you could try and replace some parts, but it just doesn't yeah. work out it's not the same. same. It's, it's not never the same. same. So I, I just see the 36-inch mower market as this completely untapped, just super viable option for these guys. And it'll give them bigger reasons and better reasons to buy the 36, which hopefully the mower companies see that and go, hey, thanks, Dawson Manufacturing, for giving guys another reason to buy a 36-inch yep. mower. So... It, I hope it helps everybody. That's such my goal. a year round tool, dude. So I have that. I've got this electric sprayer thing that I'm working on that I really like. The Hitchmate already receives. I just built one. Uh, a salter goes right in the two inch receiver. So if you buy a Hitchmate, you boom, you put it in there. So now your 36 can do salting and it can do plowing. 
I've got a weight kit. Pickup. What's that? It's a mini pickup. It is. It's a universal <laughs> little joker and Ultimate sidewalk machine. It is. And, and you're under 10 grand, all in, all done. And it's one less piece of equipment to maintain. Because if you have a snow raider and a mower and then this and then that, you, you store, store it. it all. Yeah. Maintenance. A lot of maintenance. Yep. I mean, it's just silly. And you know, people are like, oh, it didn't get traction. Okay. So drill some snow studs into it like the guys out west do in the mountains. Right. It's, it's really not rocket science. I'm just kind of. I'm just yeah. trying to help. That's well, really I think a yeah. lot of mowers have similar lug patterns for the wheels, and I know Toro makes the set of snow tires for mm-hmm. their multi-forces, so if it works, buy a set of those. They might be a little bit wider than the machine, but... So? Yeah, they're they're The they're weight, like the, the weight tread, kit, and the tread weight different kit than the yeah. weight kit, but yeah. I mean, if they're all the same lug pattern, which yeah. I think most of them are four on four... Yeah, just swap out the... Swap out the tire. It might be a little wider than 36 inches, but it'll work. Or you just get a... Different set of tires, an extra set of tires. Yeah, just yeah like ATV ATV snap. tires or something yeah. Yeah. for it. Still, you're five thousand dollars cheaper than than exactly. the next yeah. option. Exactly. So I, I don't know that I, I've been on this like rampage of of trying to figure out these things for everybody, and I think I'm going to help. I just don't know yet. We'll see. <laughs> rampage. That's a good, that's a good word mm-hmm. for it. I don't know. I, Is that the right word for it? <laughs> I just think I think that's funny. Uh, you've been I've been telling people that you've been telling uh, that you told me that you you feel like um, you know you're you're like in a zone like you don't want to lose your mojo. So you just keep banging stuff out. Like just stuff just keeps popping in your head. And you're like, I gotta make mm-hmm. this, I gotta make this, I gotta make this. You know, you don't want to lose your, your zone, you know? Mm. So there's a formula that I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I think I might've found it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Well, before we wrap this up, why don't we uh, use some old pod decks here and just go around the room. And you guys randomly pick a, pick a card and, oh, and can I use my read, question? Read the question. <laughs> Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. No, but these are questions for you. Like, you have to read the question. Oh, okay. I thought it was something yeah. to ask everybody. No, 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. All right. Who's first? We can start with you. Me? Okay, okay. So mine says, um, what are you most excited about right now? Oh, Lord. Everybody sit down. <laughs> I'm an excited guy. Um I, I am really excited about the snow that's coming. Uh, I think it's magical, and I think it's really going to help a lot of landscapers out, which helps me out. Um, why, why is that? Because the, 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 the snow services that they gold. haven't been able to do? Yeah, yeah, you make a bunch of money, and they'll, yeah. they'll be able to buy things that help their businesses. The, the one thing I'm really excited about really right now, the thing that's really banging, is the um, our new DMT trailer. I think since October, since we released it, I think we've gotten over 4,000 um, ad submissions on the website. That is monumental, yeah. and, and and a lot of guys are really ready to start pulling triggers. And, and I've noticed that I think right now it's like forty percent of our sales are coming with that DMT trailer. And I love the fact that it's it's I call it a five season unit because you could do all the seasons basically out of that trailer plus top dressing. And, and I think that's that's going to be a lot of fun. And we um, I'd love to show you guys before you leave, but we have the first official hydraulic lift kit system in the trailer now. So I think we'll lift up over 14 inches off the ground. It ends, I can't reach the top of it and I wow. reach over eight feet. Wow. That's crazy. It is. It's, it's like a container in the sky. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so I am just, I'm out of my mind because the landscapers did really good this summer, this past 2020, it seems like the market did really good and I'm getting a lot more calls on a lot more seriousness, wa- wanting more mulch mates. And that's going to help not just the companies make more money, but it's going to help the employees have a better life. So that's what I'm excited about. Awesome. All right, Will, what you got? Mine says, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, I mean, I'm only 23. I've done but so much with my life. Um, (laughs) Probably just my own company. Like, I've never had a job anywhere else. Like, this is all I've ever done. So... Your greatest achievement is your company, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so a lot of kids are like playing video games and yeah. not, not making any money doing anything or whatever. So, yeah. For well, sure. it's also cool to say, like, I've never worked for anybody other than myself. Now, yeah. I mean, like, I've helped other people out here and there, but I've never had like an actual like W-2 job working for another company yeah. or a store or something like that. So. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Sam? All right. My card says, which talent would you most like to have? Uh, sitting here thinking about it, I would have to say I, a talent I need to uh, get better on or have just in general is uh, multitasking. Mm, yeah, just, that's uh, a good one. Not necessarily multitasking, but also to kind of reel in and focus more and be able to you know, just get more stuff done efficiently 
while thinking about it and just being able to to get it done, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my 15-year-old son would say there's no such thing as multitasking because he's all about science and he would learn right. all this mm-hmm. stuff in school. Right. It's physically impossible right. for your brain to do more than one thing at, the, at, at one time. What happens for people that multitask, quote unquote, is they're very good at switching back and forth to multiple Correct. things in that's, their brain. That, that's, that's what I was that's trying what multitasking to is. say there. <laughs> Not really. That, that was put well, perfectly. yeah. People think multitasking is doing two things or more at yeah, once, but you're not. You're literally switching back and forth. Those of us like myself and possibly Sam, we're like, we just get hung up on, on one, really trying to finish that one thing or whatever. It's hard for us to kind of like right. switch gears onto yep. the next thing. Yep. Sometimes we really have to, right? Especially when you're running a business, you have to be like, whoa, what's going on. We got switched here, there, and everywhere, and it gets a little challenging for sure. And it just to, not to take that away from you, Sam, but that, no, that that's kind of what you were. That was like put very eloquently <laughs> as to what I, as to what I meant there. Yeah, that yeah. was like perfect. All yeah. right, awesome. <laughs> what about last right. but not least, Kyle? What you got? You got probably down. Crazy, <laughs> probably got some crazy thing here. <laughs> uh, if you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? Um, it's really hard to say because everybody would be like, Oh, happiness, but I'm, I'm genuinely just a positive guy for the most part. So, I mean, I don't know. I'd be scared. I'd be scared to say knowing what the final result's going to be like that. That would be something to, it would be cool to know, but also like if it's negative, then maybe not. But (laughs) I mean, I think it'd just be cool to know where the final result's going to be. At least have some sort of weight lifted off your shoulders, knowing like, oh yeah, you're going to get where you want to get. So seeing the future. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Essentially seeing the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that could be good or bad, right? Like it's like, you know, but I was watching uh, a movie called Minority Report. That's an older movie with mm-hmm. Tom Cruise. Yep. I was watching it with my son for the first time because I thought he'd get kicked out of it. And he's like, that was a really good movie. And I was like, I, I thought you would think so because I agree. That's why we own it. But <laughs> in that movie, two different times because the movie is about the future. Like it takes place in the future and the whole premise of the movie is it's called pre-crime. So they, they have uh, three, you know, um, like psychic, you know, folks for lack of better description. And they're able to predict, you know, when people are going to create a crime such as murder, like something like that is such a violent thing that they're able to predict that versus like, you know, a burglary or rape or other awful crimes. They, they don't, they don't predict that kind of stuff. So, so they predict it. And then the, 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 the police officers go out and they arrest people for, for things that they didn't do yet, but they are going to do like, and, and they're apparently like never wrong and all this stuff. And like, and it was actually take, took place in DC Mm -hmm. (laughs) district of Columbia was like testing this whole program out. And it was like a huge big deal in the movie. Um, but the bottom line is the end of the, towards the end of the movie, two different times they said, um, two different people saw their future. They were supposedly going to commit a, a murder and they literally followed all like unconsciously followed all of the things. Cause like, so like they predict everything about the murder so that they can, so they can catch them. Right. They find out where the murder was, who was involved. Like it's literally like they're solving the case beforehand. So they're detectives, but instead of after the fact, they're getting all these images, all these psychic right. images and they're, and they're looking at it beforehand and figuring it out and trying to catch the people before the time that they're supposed, that they're committing this, this murder. So, these two people saw their future and they subconsciously still, they were trying to avoid it, but they were still going all the way through the whole thing. You know what I'm talking about? They went all the way to the, they went all the way to the point of like, committing that murder and both times somebody told them, you've seen your future. You, because you've seen your future, you can make a choice. So that's just an interesting spin that I thought about. Cause I just saw the movie yesterday, last night again. And you just said that about seeing the future. And it's like, that would be interesting. It's just, you know, you, you, you don't, I think that's just a spin on, we control our future. Right. There is, I mean, there, you know, there, we talk about destiny and all that stuff, but ultimately we should be in control to some degree. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can make the choices. Don't feel like you're stuck in whatever rut you're in or, or whatever's going on. So, um, you, you, know, you I, and I would say, I would say stop worrying so much about the end. Like ha- have that in mind. Yeah. But dude, fall in love with the process. Like I'm already in love with the process. You should be so freaking addicted to it. You should just be like, dude, I can't wait tomorrow to, to get closer to my goal. And it, like I restore cars on the side just as a, a hobby and kind of a business. And, and I, I honestly, I hate finishing the car. I don't like racing the car. I like building the car. And because I, it's just I can do so many little things to make it better, 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 better. By the time you get to the end, it's ten times better than you even thought you could do. You can do so much more than you ever thought you could if you just 
stop worrying about it and just get to work. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, you need to be a motivational speaker, my friend. You have a knack for, <laughs> for ending things on a high note. So thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. And thank you guys all for coming out. Thank, thank you, Will, thank for you. stumbling. Happy to show up. <laughs> Happy to show up. Oh, man. So, but uh, yeah, you guys have a good um, rest of the, the, the night, weekend. Have fun in the storm if you're going to be getting, making some money or playing it or whatever the deal is. But um, uh, have a great start to your season. I'll be looking forward to seeing you guys on social media and following along. Hopefully we'll see each other again soon for some live yes, event. Absolutely. Hopefully. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks guys. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.